Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This episode of the Raptors Over Everything Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the new official food of basketball. So make sure you're never missing buckets, just like Terrence Davis. Order yours online at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. So it is my great pleasure to present this 112-110 to overtime win over the Charlotte Hornets. And look, normally I would not be gassing up a win to the Hornets. The Hornets are not that good. They're 10 games under 500. But given the circumstances, with how shorthanded the Raptors are right now, every single win feels like a freaking miracle. Uh, And this one in particular was so enjoyable because you could see the fatigue getting to the Raptors. Like, this game should have not gone to overtime. The Raptors were cruising. Um, They were leading by 10. The starters... You know, painstakingly fighting uh, through the fatigue, giving the bench a 12-point advantage with about three minutes left in the third quarter. Like, yo, can you just hold this for me? Maybe give it back to me when it's 8, give it back when it's 10, and maybe even extend the lead. Who knows? But you could definitely see the fatigue catch up to this team because, um, man, the bench could not hold it. And I can't believe I'm starting with the bench, but that's really the story of this game. It starts with three minutes left in the third quarter. Raptors up 12, the starters come out, the bench goes in. And, like, when I say the bench, I don't really mean the bench because this is not the bench. The Raptors bench is the ones who are starting the game right now. The Raptors bench at the moment is their third stringers and a couple of G League call-ups and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not trying to disparage them. I'm just giving context of what's going on right now. It's very, very dire. And, you know, this is what you would throw out there in garbage time. If the Raptors were up... 30 points like they were against the Hornets last time when they set a franchise record with 40 assists and a win at Scotiabank, they'd be throwing out Matt Thomas, Stanley Johnson, you know, Chris Boucher, O'Shea Brissett, with Pat McCaw running point or Rondé running point. Like, you would ordinarily never do this. Um, but that lineup comes in. They give up the lead. They're getting punked by Cody Zeller, who is literally balding like a royal family member, all right? And this is the man that's out there collecting rebounds, punking the team. And by the end of that third quarter, the Raptors lose their momentum. The Hornets are within two. They make a 10-point run. A lot of that was, again, Cody Zeller. Like, you know what? If a couple guys hit threes, Devontae Graham's nice, Terry Rozier, I mean, okay, maybe. But, like, if those guys hit a couple threes, you're like, whatever. But, really, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting... Chris Boucher talking trash to Cody Zeller, and then Cody Zeller pushing him out the way, like this box of skeletons, like, move over, I'm going to get this rebound. Like, it was sad. And then, you know, the, the the fourth quarter starts, the Hornets immediately take the lead. Uh, the Raptors G League guys couldn't get it done. Uh, it was not similar to that uh, the, the Portland game where, you know, at least those guys were able to extend the lead, hold the lead, establish a lead. None of that happened today. Uh, they they look like Quite frankly, third stringers playing the second half of a back-to-back with no experience as a group, no practice, nothing. 
And so Nick Nurse has to go back to his starters, and then all of a sudden it's cold. The Raptors go from being up 10 to being down 10. They go on a stretch where they're like 2 of 19 from the field. It's terrible. And at and that moment, it looked like, well, they're just tired. It is what it is. Let's pack up shop. Let's go home. But you know what? That's the lovely thing about this Raptor team. They don't go home. They don't pack up shop. You know, they give you your money's worth. No freaking load management this year, baby. And, and I mean that not as a disparity. I just it's disparage anyone. I just mean that as, like, these guys do not take games off. It would have been very easy to take this game off. You're shorthanded. Uh, you don't have the energy on the second half of back-to-back. They come in very, very late to Charlotte. Uh, very disappointing loss. They're without four of their five main players. Um, you know, and it's just, yeah. Nobody would have faulted them if they just rolled over. It would have been one of those things where I could be up here talking about it's a scheduled loss, whatever. It's honestly it's supposed to be a scheduled loss. But they say no. They say we're champions. And we are not giving up. And, um, you know, Nick Nurse goes back to his starters. He pulls Rondé, which honestly, Rondé's lack of offense was really hurting the team a lot. I mean, look, I'm not going to disparage anybody right now. Everyone's giving everything they have. But the thing is... You know, the Hornets were very smart. They just didn't guard Rondé whatsoever. They're like, we have Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. We've had him for a long time. We picked him second overall after missing on Anthony Davis because of the the lottery. Imagine losing the lottery and going from Anthony Davis to Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, who's pretty much worse than Rondé, honestly, as a second overall pick. But anyway, uh, we ha- we know the, the playbook against Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. We're just going to sag off. And that just kind of, I mean, it, it killed whatever offense the Raptors were doing. They take Rondé off. Immediately, OG comes in, hits a corner three. All of a sudden, the lead is down to seven. You're like, oh, I'm intrigued. And then a couple of plays here and there. Serge gets to the basket. You know, they, they make a shot here and there. And all of a sudden, you know, the Raptors are down one. And there's a real chance. And then they go back and forth. But the thing is, you can tell, man, the starters are tired. Like, they came in early in the fourth quarter. The second half of a back-to-back. Shorthanded. <laughs> it was not pretty. It was not pretty. The execution of the game in the fourth quarter was not... Um, was not great. But you know what? As always, you can count on this Raptor team. No matter who's on the floor, they're going to defend. And they defended the crap out of the Hornets, who, you know, honestly, they're not that prolific of a team, but they're dangerous because they play fast, a lot of young guys. And honestly, they have a lot of guys who are threats to score. Like, did you know P.J. Washington was such a big post-up threat? Apparently he is. I mean, I know because I actually, you know, I watch a lot of basketball, but, you know, I mean, come on. We're talking about P.J. Washington as a post-up threat to give you crunch time buckets. Uh, and you're talking about Devontae Graham, who has really had a, a huge season this year, really a big breakout year. Terry Rozier has been doing some things, you know, putting up empty stats and, you know, <laughs> we'll get to Terry Rozier in a second. Uh even Cody Zeller making contributions. Bismack's, you know, rising up there, getting a couple of rebounds, missing some free throws. It's 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 a back-and-forth affair down the stretch. And the Raptors, it looked like they had a breakthrough because Kyle Lowry, who in this game, it was not his best game. He was so, so clearly tired. I mean, he's missing back-to-back free throws in overtime. That's how tired he is. No legs whatsoever. He's played basically 80 minutes in the last two days uh, and probably like 1,000 a, a minutes already in the season so far. Um, but Kyle Lowry, what the Raptors down one, comes off the high screen, drives down the lane. For some reason, Bismack Biombo did not contest the shot. Now, that's not the Bismack I know. Bismack is um, a guy who jumps at everything. And I can only assume that he 
remembered that he is a Raptor legend and decided to keep that reputation because he decided straight up not to jump and allowed Kyle Lowry to get inside for a layup. Thank you, Bismack. You're a legend. 2016 was a vibe. You got $72 million off that whole playoff run. You deserve it. We miss you. Uh, great dude. Um, but, yeah, another gift from from Bismack there. Allowing Kyle Lowry to drive in for a layup. Kyle Lowry ends up on the on the ground or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Sacrificing his body, putting everything on the line. He doesn't have it tonight, but he's still giving you that crunch time basket to give the Raptors a one-point lead with about 17 seconds left. Now, the Hornets have the ball. This is where it looked to be just a, just a cruel, just... Uh, just, I don't know, a kick in the nuts, basically. Because on that play, the Hornets are trying to inbound the ball. And it's it's a very innocuous play. They're just trying to get the ball inbound to a, a power forward. And then he's probably going to just hold the ball and, and dish it back to Graham or Rogier or whoever it is, one of the guards. Uh, and it's just a simple inbound play. But for some reason, Serge Ibaka is late on the play. He tugs on P.J. Washington's jersey as he's lifting up through a screen. And the referee sees this. They call a foul. They go review it. They see that it's before the play, which actually is kind of nice because it was after the play. Then it's two free throws. But it's it's before the play. It's one foul. Uh, it's it's a one foul shot and the ball. And uh, Rogier goes to the line, hits the free throw, ties the game. So that that really put the Raptors in a bind because it seemed like all of a sudden the Raptors were going from a chance to come up with a defensive stop and win the game to all of a sudden the Hornets now have the ball tied and they can score. And, you know, Ibaka is frustrated at himself. And and honestly, you know, I would have been frustrated at Ibaka if not for the fact that he was so crucial in the Raptors coming back from down 10 in the fourth quarter anyway. I mean, like, offensively missed a couple of shots. There were a couple of and ones he could have converted, things like that. But for the most part, if you just go back and watch his defensive energy, he was crucial. Like, the Raptors came back because of their defense, not because of their offense. And Serge was so big on that. There are a couple of plays where he's jumping three, four times for rebounds, going up against Bismack. Like, that's not easy, man. Serge is mad old, and he's on the second half of a back-to-back. He's not supposed to be doing that. But regardless, Serge commits this foul. They shoot the free throw. They score the free throw. It's a tie game. Rogier, or I shouldn't say, they give it to Graham. Graham, it doesn't seem like he's aware of the clock because he ends up uh, going super late, ends up heaving up a shot, no chance of going in. No Jeremy Lamb on this team anymore, by the way, so, you know, no more buzzer beaters. Uh, and so it goes to overtime. At that point, you look at the guys, man, the camera panned over. Like, there's, like, four guys, four Raptors at once, all clutching their knees, clutching their shorts, bent over, and you're like, man, these guys are exhausted. And it's understandable. They're so tired. But to start the fourth quarter, this is when redemption happens because two heroes emerge. One, you have Serge Ibaka, who commits that foul to basically force overtime. Big, big mistake. But what does he do? He scores, immediately scores a pick and roll with with Pat McCaw, goes inside, pumps fakes, gets inside for a layup, scores. Gives the Raptors an immediate two-point lead. A couple plays later, another pass from McCaw. He goes to the rim, dunks the ball. Played before that. He catches the ball on a short roll. And when do you ever see this from Serge Ibaka? But on the short roll, instead of going up for that mid-range jumper that he loves, he actually has the awareness to throw an accurate pass on the move. This would have been unthinkable like three years ago, really. When the Raptors first got Serge Ibaka, that guy was a black hole. And this this time around, Serge on the move, catches the ball, scans the floor, throws a pass instantly to Terrence Davis, who hits the three. And that's, by the way... Is not it because Serge Ibaka also then, with the game on the line, 
he's fouled, uh, you know, with like, I don't know, five, six seconds left in the game. Terrence Davis throws him a hit-ahead pass in transition. Serge not only catches the ball with, I think, Rozier on him in the post. Uh, it was a transition situation. But Serge catches the ball. He maintains his pivot foot, which is, you know, Serge's footwork is not always the tightest. Uh, and he goes up strong, and, um, you know, he he misses the bunny, but, you know, he's able to go to the free throw line, hits two free throws, gives the Raptors the lead. That ends up being the game winner. So, th- there you go. That's your first hero, Serge Ibaka. The second hero is Terrence Davis, who I've already mentioned a little bit here, but Terrence Davis hits two three-pointers back-to-back to not only tie the game, but get the Raptors a three-point advantage uh, in overtime. Huge, huge, because the Raptors were just not finding offense from Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is basically the only creator right now who's reliable, but Kyle didn't have it tonight. So Terrence Davis gets you with two threes in the fourth qu- in, the, in the overtime period. And then that hit-ahead pass to Serge Ibaka, where, honestly, it's a mad risky pass. I thought they were going to slow the ball game down and you know try to generate something. It was a tie game. If that had been a turnover, would we be killing him like, the rap- like we all killed Pat McCaw yesterday? Probably not, because Terrence Davis played a whole lot better than what Pat McCott did yesterday. But nevertheless, it, it could have been a really, really uh, brutal mistake. But instead, it turns out to be a great gamble because Serge gets the ball and Serge is able to convert. So Terrence Davis is your second hero there in overtime. And that's how the Raptors end the game. But honestly, this redemption arc, this game is all about redemption. This game is all about determination. The, the, the fact that the Raptors refused to just let this game go is a sign of just their mentality and their personality and the way they're, they're they're made up. They don't quit. They don't quit against all odds. They do not quit. And I'm not saying against all odds, like this is the freaking Michael Jordan 72-win Bulls or something. No, this is a Charlotte Hornets or 10 games under 500. What I'm saying is, under the circumstances, when you're, t- when you're pretty much putting out there Kyle Lowry plus a couple of bench players plus like a G League roster, on the road, second half of back-to-back after some heartbreak, like you're not supposed to win that game. But the Raptors, like, they don't care, man. They don't care. That's been the best part of watching this season. They don't care. They're going to compete. They're going to fight you. They're going to win the game. They're, and they're just going to they're just gonna inspire you, really. Like, it's an honor. It's an honor to watch this Raptor team. Like, night after night, battle, battle every single night. And when you think about what this stretch where they're shorthanded, you know, they didn't have – they lose three starters in, in one game. Norm Powell goes down. Pascal Siakam goes down. Marcus Gasol goes down. And then a couple days, a couple weeks go by. Fevan Vliet, even he goes down, and it's like, oh my god! But then you look at all these losses. Okay, so you have that loss to Boston on Christmas Day, whatever. I mean, they had definitely atoned for it when they had the rematch against Boston in Boston and basically embarrassed the Celtics. Also, by the way, shout out to Mark DeRozan for continuing to embarrass the Celtics. But, um, you know, aside from that game, you look at the games the Raptors have played. I mean, like they beat. Washington, real shorthanded, but Kyle Lowry comes up with a couple of clutch plays. They win the game. And then the night after that, they play Dallas. You know, they're down 30, and they make a comeback, a 30-point comeback, basically over the span of like five minutes, and they close it out in the fourth quarter. Kyle Lowry has an incredible game. Um, Chris Boucher is incredible that one as well. Like, it, that's just an all-time Raptor win, honestly. It really is. That's the biggest comeback in franchise history, biggest one in, in, in the NBA in over a decade. And then you look at you know, the, the losses that they've had along the way, though. Like, it's like Indiana, where they lose in overtime because Aaron Holiday can't stop hitting threes and Miles Turner can't stop hitting threes. Raptors could have just won that game of regulation to hit some free throws. Okay, that's an acceptable loss. It's brutal, but it's acceptable. They lose to OKC in a situation where 
you know, they, I mean, it's a one-point loss at home. Like, that's a winnable game. It's it's tough, but they fought. They had a chance to win that game. And then you look at situations like um, that game against Portland yesterday where, I mean, like, for God's sakes, man, they were winning for all but 17 seconds and they lose. This team has fought. They've battled. And, like, yeah, it's it's weird looking at this team. Like, they don't have any of their players. It's it's not necessarily the most quantitative. You can't take that much away from the team in terms of just assessing the quality of the team. You don't know necessarily what trades to make because you don't even have your healthy roster. But the one thing you can be convinced with the Raptors this year is they will fight. They will fight. They will battle. They play harder than any team in the league right now, man. And it's just, it's really rewarding because you have all these guys stepping up. And speaking of stepping up, man, how about the redemption story for Terrence Davis? Like, if just come on, man. Terrence Davis, yesterday, plays eight minutes. Non-factor. And not only that, Nick Nurse is asked about Terrence Davis playing eight minutes against Portland. And Nick Nurse goes to say that, you know what? That was five too many. Terrence was playing bad. So how does Terrence respond? Well, not only, first off, how does Nick Nurse respond? Well, Nick Nurse gives him that tough love and then shows him trust because he puts him in the starting lineup. His first career start. Second half of a back-to-back. And how does Terrence respond? Terrence, immediately in the first quarter, 11 points. Bunch of threes, dunk, you know, just right out the gate. It's the Hornets. They're not playing much defense right now. I'm going to go in. I'm going to get my points. And it was a great start, and then he sustains it because not only does he, you know, deliver plays throughout, come up with huge rebounds. Like, I'm talking about rebounds winning over Bismack Biombo. And, and this is one of the greatest things about Terrence Davis is that he's such a, you know, it's because of his football background and also because of his physicality and, and, and his frame. He's 6'5". He's got incredibly huge hands. He's got a long wingspan. Also, he's a very, very big, good jumper. He's got, like, a, close to a 40-inch vertical. Man can go for some rebounds. So he gets 11 rebounds. And then in the fourth quarter, and then in overtime, he delivers two threes. And including the game-winning, I mean, it's not an assist officially because it wasn't a basket, but pretty much an assist to, to Serge Ibaka. Like, that's how he responds. And you know what? It's one of the other things I love about this team of the Raptors. They're accountable. They're accountable um, as a group. They're accountable to winning. They're accountable to doing the right things. Because if you look at it, you could respond many ways after getting slander like that from Nick Nurse. You really can. But what Terrence Davis did was that he took it as a challenge. You know, he was asked about it in the post-game interview. Uh, and what he said was, you know, honestly, I loved hearing that from Nurse. I loved it. He said, I loved it. He said, I took it as a challenge. And he admitted, I was playing bad. And when I'm playing bad, I want someone to be honest with me and tell me, yeah, you're not playing well right now, man. And you need to be better. And that's what Nick Nurse basically told him with his actions and with his words. And Terrence responded to that. And Terrence appreciated the fact that that, that happened. And Nick, when asked about it in the postgame, he said, look, man, I'm going to tell you like it is. And you know what? If I have to rattle some cages, I will do it. But for the most part, you know, he, he's also a good man in the sense that he'll give you a chance to redeem yourself. And that's what Terrence did tonight. He redeemed himself. And not only did he redeem himself, Serge Ibaka redeemed himself. I mean, Serge has been excellent overall. He doesn't have anything to redeem on the whole. But still, he makes that crucial mistake in, in, in regulation. And what does he do? But he comes back. And he makes huge plays in overtime and wins them game, you know. Um, and even a guy like Pat McCaw redeems himself, right? I mean, I mean, man, listen, Pat McCaw was getting slandered up and down all over the place. And, you know, you look at Pat McCaw tonight, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 11 assists. 
in 43 minutes, 6 of 10 shooting from the field. Really should have been more threes. Only shot one of three. He had two threes out of foot on the line. He's got to stop that. I mean, just come on. Check your feet. Like, make sure you're you're getting that free extra point. But still, it should really be, like, you know, uh, three for five from three. But nevertheless, Pat McCaw, you I mean, he steps up. And he delivers great passes. I mean, yo, he had 11 assists. He led the team in assists. He had more assists than Kyle Lowry. Arguably a better playmaker than Kyle Lowry tonight when you look at what McCaw did. Both of them played 43 minutes. I mean, it's not even just that. McCaw was making plays with his movement, made two great cuts. One where he cut right down the lane. Terrence Davis found him rolling, and then he he slips a layup over the defender. Another one where Kyle Lowry finds him sort of just filling the wing. And uh, basically throws him an alley-oop pass. McCaw catches it in midair, contorts his body, finishes the layup. That was great to see. But also just the passes. I mean, mean, if you go from a game like that where um, he throws that terrible pass, that bounce pass. I still don't know what he was thinking to Kyle Lowry. But he throws that bounce pass to Kyle Lowry. That cost him the game. And then you go from that to tonight where he has 11 assists. And he's really just like the main playmaker for a lot of these plays. I mean, him and Serge in the pick and roll was a large part of the Raptors offense, especially in overtime. And so it's a redemption for Pat McCaw, who, I mean, for the life of me, I can't understand this guy. Sometimes, I mean, most times fans just hate on this guy. And I, I'm i frustrated with him, too. I'm not trying to just put it on everyone else. And then other times he plays like this. Like, this is similar to the game he had against Boston. And you're wondering, like, where is this aggressiveness coming from all of a sudden? You know, he's, he's this must be what Nick sees all the time. When every time he puts in, you know, 36 minutes for Pat McCaw, like, this is probably what he's envisioning. 13 points on 11 assists. Like, McCaw was great tonight. Hopefully he can find some consistency. Speaking of consistency, I hope the same for OG and Anobi, who, I mean, like, uh, you know, he was also disappointing. He was one of the disappointing members of that loss to Portland yesterday. You know, a redemption for him as well. Again, nothing much for OG to redeem, but still... Redemption in the sense that, you know, he obviously got beat on that Melo play. He overhelped on CJ McCollum on the baseline. He allows Melo to drive by and get to the mid-range shot. He doesn't really contest it. And honestly, it's just been disappointing watching OG offensively. Well, tonight, 19 points, 7 rebounds, 8 of 13 from the field, 3 of 4 from deep, including one where he beats the buzzer, heavily contested, coming around the screen like he's Clay Thompson, like... I don't understand OG sometimes, man, but making great reads overall. The one thing I like to see from OG tonight, 13 field goal attempts, zero turnovers, made great reads on the catch. Obviously, he's not making plays for himself, but the ball gets swung to him from like McCaw or from Kyle Ari or from whoever, and OG would either you know make the read and shoot the three when he was open, or he would come around, he would, he would attack on the dribble uh, you know, against the closeout and go all the way inside, finish with a dunk. He did one of those in overtime. OG was great, and this is, I mean, I, I mean, I get it. The Hornets don't play much defense, but still, I would like to see more of this from OG. I really would, just offensively. I know he could do this. We, we've seen it. It was much more consistent at the start of the year. Second half of the year have not been as good, but still, we know this is possible with OG, and uh, it's just it's just about consistency because, we again, we know he can do this. So uh, it's just it was just a really good night overall, and honestly, the only people that struggled were the bench. Um, you know, the Raptors got a great contribution from the bench last night. Tonight, they got a combined the Raptors got a combined 19 points off the bench tonight. <laughs> so it really put an onus on the starters. Now, granted, the starters were able to have every single player in double digits. Even McCaw was in double digits. Um, but, yeah, the bench was bad tonight, man. Uh, you know, Rondé forced a couple of shots to go in. But, I mean, honestly, man, minus 16, it's really indicative of the fact that whenever he's on the floor, the Hornets were able to defend the Raptors. He was just 
you know, it's four on five out there with, with Rondé a lot of these times. Matt Thomas is missing a couple of threes. I don't even blame him for that, honestly, because, like, this man's playing on a back-to-back-to-back. He played Monday in the 905, played yesterday against Portland, and now he's playing again today. And he's out there, you know, expending heavy, heavy uh, miles, basically just running around screens. People are selling out to guard him and stuff. It's tough. O'Shea Brissett missing layups and stuff, missing open threes. 05, you know, it's a back-to-back-to-back for him, too. Same for Stanley Johnson, eight minutes. Nothing on the box. Oh, a steal. Okay. Almost a Tony Snow game. But, yeah, I mean, you know. And and Boucher was not great either. I mean, he was getting bullied by Cody Zeller. So, the bench was not giving you anything. But, hey, man, the starters picked it up. And, look, again, we would have all accepted if they lost. It would have been frustrating to lose against the Hornets. But you're going to look at it like, mm, how much do these games matter anyway? Apparently, they all matter to the Raptors, man. They fight like hell. I mean, a lot of right now, their wins are smoke and, smoke and mirrors, but it doesn't really matter. Like, what really matters to me is the determination that this that this organization has built, this sort of culture the Raptors have built. They don't accept losing. No no excuses. If you lose, lose honestly. And the Raptors tonight, you know, they refused to die. They, they came back. They made a whole bunch of plays on overtime, and they got the win. So, before I get to the three stars of the game... um. I gotta give you the KFC bucket of the game, and uh, I guess I gotta be the Terrence Davis back-to-back threes, right? In overtime, how, how could you not be, right? Uh, one of the threes is, you know, he's he's from the corner to tie it up, and another one where Serge Ibaka. I mean, again, I can't just this takes just take the time to appreciate the fact that Serge Ibaka comes to Raptors late in his career is a limited player, and you compare what the Ibaka was then to what the Ibaka is today. I know we're so frustrated with him. He makes mental mistakes. You know, he, he makes some errors here and there. It happens. But honestly, the way Serge Ibaka has improved, it, it's just really kind of inspirational almost in a way, man. Like, it really is. Like, for a guy later in his career to do what he's doing uh, and to make that pass. Again, he wasn't making that pass a couple years ago. Maybe he was making that pass. Maybe, I don't know, OKC wins a, a title. I, I don't know. Like, it's just, if the surge today is so much better than the surge that came back Came to the Raptors like three, four years ago now. And he makes that pass to Terrence. Terrence hits the three. He gives the Raptors a three-point lead. Gives the Raptors momentum. And that was huge because the Raptors, I mean, <laughs> they were pressed for offense. They're going to be pressed for offense every single day. Even against a shit defense like the Hornets, they're going to be pressed. So those are your KFC buckets of the game. In terms of your three stars, man, I wish I had more than three to give out because I want I would give one to every single member of the Raptors starting five. But if I had to just pick three and, you know, Understand that I wanted to give all five to the all to all five of the starters. But first star for me, Terrence Davis, the undrafted rookie, responds after that um, criticism from Nick Nurse, bounces back, 23 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 8 of 16 from the field, 4 of 8 from deep, 2 of those in overtime, 3 of 3 from the free throw line. Uh, no turnovers as well in 37 minutes for a rookie. Amazing, amazing job by Terrence. And, uh, you know, he got a, uh, a Gatorade shower of sorts from uh, – from Norman Powell after the game. Norm just seems to love messing with everybody. It's great. You, you need someone on the team to, to do that. Uh, Terrence is great, man. And also, shout out Nick Nurse, by the way, man. Because how many guys has he called out? Like, you know, oh, yeah, Pascal, you know, you you, uh, you foul too much. Well, guess what? Pascal was never in foul trouble after that. Uh, it's like, well, you know, Rondé and, and Stanley don't know how to play Raptor defense. And all of a sudden, you know, um, you know, a couple weeks later, Rondé's out there guarding Kawhi Leonard and forcing him into like nine turnovers. Uh, on the road, like, and then holding Dame Lillard to, like, six points, like, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Nick Nurse is a great coach, man, again, accountability is big, but uh, first star, Terrence Davis, second star, 
Serge Ibaka, 23 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, 10 of 19 from the field, hit a 3. The funny thing with the free throws at the end. So Serge Ibaka was 0-3 from the free throw line at that point, And he had missed some crucial free throws in the fourth quarter there. It looked like he didn't have his legs. But then, at the very, very crucial moment, he hits 2 free throws. And I love Serge for that. And honestly... We gotta give Serge a lot more love in general, man, because in the last seven games here, Serge Ibaka is averaging 19 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, shooting 54% from the field. Yes, he makes errors, and he's not perfect, but damn, he has been productive, man. I mean, like, you know, with Marcus All out, Serge Ibaka is doing his very best, and he's giving the Raptors a lot. And tonight, really come up huge in overtime. So shout out Serge, and then your third star. Look, man, Kyle's gonna get a lot of stars. Ojin's gonna get a lot of stars. Pat McCaw, though, man, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 11 assists, a steal, 2 turnovers in 43 minutes, 6 of 10 shooting from the field. Again, you know, he should have hit more threes with the foot on the line and stuff like that. But still, I mean, relative to expectations, McCaw really came up huge. Let's be real. I know people don't want to give McCaw a lot of credit. I feel leery about it because he's so sort of up and down. But he was really up tonight, man. And the playmaking was huge because it allows Kyle Lowry to be op- operate more off the ball. And also, like, Terrence Davis really isn't a point guard right now. He's more of a shooting guard. If you notice, like, when he's on the floor, he's not actually handling the ball that much. And a lot of that's McCaw. And McCaw is basically the backup point guard right now. And if the backup point guard, I mean, first off, he started. But still, if he's the backup point guard, essentially, in function, gives you 11 assists, you're thrilled with that. Only against two turnovers. So, McCaw was good. You know, made some de- de- defensive plays. The only thing with McCaw, I wish, I mean, A, you know, get behind the three-point line so you can get all three points. But also, B, like, he, he was a little bit loose with his dribble and transition. Didn't have great awareness. And he got poked twice, uh, which actually led to fast breaks for the Hornets. That was unfortunate. But overall, McCaw was really good tonight, man. He really came up huge. And then in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award, I really want to give this to Cody Zeller. I really do because he really hurt the Raptors. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists off the bench. And really sparked that comeback. But... I mean, come on. It's got to be Miles Bridges, man. 26 points in 35 minutes, 10 to 15 from the field, 6 to 9 from 3. He can shoot, but he couldn't shoot like this. I mean, I remember watching him like two years in, two years ago in college in the NCAA tournament, and his missing three-pointers was just like literally he was open every single time against his own. He just couldn't do it. To see him hit 6 of 9 from 3 is, is, is uh, really eye-opening. And, and, yeah, he provided a lot of offense for them. I mean, like, you know, he was a second-leading scorer, so – yeah, great game. And also, before I sign off for the podcast, a couple of things. One, I haven't forgot about Terry Rozier. <laughs> so Terry Rozier, uh, he pulls up for three at the end of the game. He misses it in overtime. Terrence Davis guarding him. And then Terrence Davis talks a little smack. Rozier, initially, he's frustrated with himself. And then he turns around, tries to get in uh, Davis's face, puts a finger in his face and stuff like that. What a clown, man. Like, we'll just take your L and go home. You know why you guys lost? You shot 9 of 24 from the field, man. 9 of 24 from the field. Yeah, you had 27 points, but, like, come on. 9 of 24 from the field? And also just, you know, again, just... <laughs> Honestly, if you wanted to talk, like, just just hit the three. That's it. Um, yeah, it was, it was very funny to watch him do what he did. And honestly, the Raptors did a pretty good job defensively against both their point guards. Look at Rogier and Graham. Combined, they shot uh, 12 for 39 from the field. So that's actually what is known in Toronto as a full Rudy Gay game. So... Uh, you, they might have to ban the box score after this. Um, that's a shout out to 2013, actually, for for people who were watching back then. Great year, really, really fun year. Very similar to this one, actually. Uh, another thing, programming note. Um, so I'm starting this thing with the Raptors over everything live call-in show, which airs on Fridays on the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page. You can watch their live 3:30 to 4:30 p.m. Eastern, where I take calls from fans, but. 
I want to add a new thing where I want to get people's hot takes after games. And so the way to do that is I want you to leave a voice note, direct message the Yahoo Sports Canada Instagram account after games, leave a voice note, and let me know how you felt about the game. Let me know how you felt about the Charlotte game or let me know how you felt about the Portland game. I don't know. But whatever hot takes you got, go, go DM the uh, Yahoo Sports Instagram uh, account and leave a voice note and uh, we'll play some of the best calls uh, on the show on Friday. So do that. And also, last thing, Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Thank you to everyone for watching. Uh, it's really appreciated. Uh, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly just I would do this shit for free. Don't tell my bosses, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing to cover the team. This team is so much fun to watch this year. They're so inspirational, and honestly, I can't wait, man. I mean, I, I I'm happy the Raptors have three days off. Finally, they can just rest, get some guys healthy, get some practice time to build chemistry. You know, everything like that. But uh, I can't wait, honestly, until Sunday when the Raptors play uh, DeMar DeRozan on the Spurs. The Spurs are playing real well right now, man. They just beat the Celtics. They just beat the, the Bucks. DeMar has been shooting crazy percentages, like 60% regularly. So it'll be really fun. Uh- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, but ultimately, I, I'm just excited to see the Raptors again. Like, to see them fight and scrap every game, uh, it's heartwarming. It really is. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to the show, and I'll be back on Sunday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.